You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, everybody. It's Letitia. Happy New Year. I hope you guys had a great holiday break, um, whatever it is that you do over the holidays. I'm not much of a holiday person. I'm really not much of a New Year person. But since that's how a lot of people, you know, measure themselves and set goals and resolutions and that kind of thing, I say, hey, I'll roll with it. So happy New Year. I think the biggest adjustment for me in 2022 is getting used to writing the date, like on on things where I actually need to write the date. That's probably the biggest adjustment is like we're actually in 2022. Uh, I'm very grateful, though, to see another year, you know, 2021. There was a lot of uh, juicy twists and turns in 2021, just, you know, just globally, just worldwide, just with everything that's happening. So there's that. Uh, let me see if there's any updates that I have. Hmm. I don't think there's there's much there's much different that's happening for me because for me, I don't really measure my life or things in my life from year to year. Probably the biggest thing that I measure on a yearly basis is revenue. And that's just because that's the way everybody else measures it. So, you know, my accountant and if you, you know, need to show your revenue for something. But other than that, I don't really measure things on a yearly basis. It's just like when I get to it is when I get to it. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with having goals or, you know, things like that or things that you want to do in a year, but that's just not the way that I personally do things. Uh, Quite honestly speaking, I'm much more of a vision person. And I was thinking about it like I created a vision board. I didn't just create this vision in 2018, but I created a vision board in 2018. So the vision board was simply the, the tangible manifestation of the vision that had already existed in my heart. And so I looked at that vision board again. I do look at it frequently. And if I even think about the vision from 2018 to 2022 now, the vision is the same. The players have changed, right? The the way that I'm, the routes have changed. There's been some reroutes and there's been some, some different scenarios, but the vision is still the same. So for me, I'm much more of a vision person than a than a goal person. I mean, I think goals are great, but the the bigger thing is I think that a lot of people set goals and they're not really tied to a larger vision. For me, I have to have something that anchors me. I have to have something that anchors my efforts, that anchors my growth, that anchors everything that I'm doing. Like it needs to be moving towards something, towards a vision. And so I feel like any goals that I set, they are actually part of a larger vision. And and also with vision, I feel like my vision is imprinted in my heart by God. My vision is imprinted in my heart. My vision is not something that I woke up one day and said, hey, this is something that I'm going to create for myself. My vision is something that I feel like I tapped into my spirit. And it's just like, hmm, 
where am I headed? And so that becomes the blueprint for where it is that I'm headed on this journey. So yeah, I'm always looking at the vision. And then when I when I look at vision, I'm like, hmm, is there anything that needs to be modified in this vision? Again, it has nothing to do with the beginning or the end of a year. But the things that I pay attention to about vision is that, like, your vision, my, let me put it this way, I can only speak about mine, but my vision scares me. My vision actually scares me because it's so much bigger than me. It involves and impacts so much more than me. It's generational. It's not, it's not just me. And my vision, when I look at the vision, it actually is the one thing that can compel me to move forward. You know, my, my vision will, will spur me to action like nothing else because I can vision and envision like who it is that I'm that I'm becoming. Um, I wonder if that makes sense to y'all because y'all not sitting in here with me for me to, to ask that question. But yeah, your vision should be just like an imprint on your heart. And if ever you feel lost, your vision should be like your compass, just like your true north so you can always find your way. So you have so many people in this day and age, in this world of information, who are just lost, who are aimless, who really don't have a vision in life because I believe that we're so inundated with external information, with the internet and with all of the the different sources and all the different gurus and experts and coaches and influencers that people have no idea who it is that they are or what the vision is for their life because they haven't tapped into themselves, you know? So if you don't even know your own vision, I think that you probably want to tap in to your own heart and into your own spirit and find out like, you know, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? And then when you have a vision and you set goals, you can ask yourself about your goals. Is this really in service to this vision, right? You can ask. That's why I do life audits so frequently and why things phase in and out of my life because they're not in service to the vision that's been set for my life, right? And that vision to me is a divine vision. So I, I understand that it makes sense. It only makes sense to hold things, situations, um, circumstances, people lightly and loosely because I said before, the players change, the situations change, the scenarios change. It's, it almost is like a game, right? It's almost like a game to me at this point. Um, but I can look at it and say, is this in service to this vision? And then maybe I get some divine help where something or someone is not in service to this vision and they get a divine escort right on out of my life. So the one thing that I can look back in retrospect, I was telling, was I telling myself this or telling somebody else? I don't know. Um, but I was saying, I am so thankful and grateful for everything that didn't work, for everything didn't that didn't turn out the way that I thought it would, the way that I hoped it would, the way that I prayed it would, the way that I cried it would. I'm so thankful and grateful because I believe that the vision that is in place for my life, God always holds His highest and best vision for me, even when I can't see it, even when I don't understand it. And I think just like a loving parent, I get some divine assistance when things need to be moved and removed, right? Now, that being said, let me tell y'all what I also think about this. You know, I, I've heard like, I was thinking about this on the drive over here. I hear people say, 
You know, everybody can't go where you're going. And so you have to let go of things and people that no longer serve you. The thing that I want to invite you to do, though, is when you're doing that, make sure that it's not your ego that's doing the talking because a lot of that comes from a place of superiority. Oh, you can't go where I'm going. Everybody can't go where I'm going. There have been some people that I know God told me that this relationship is dissolving because you are on markedly different paths. He didn't say because your path is higher and better or you are higher and better than that person is. You are on markedly different paths. And so this is where this person ends and your journey and you theirs. There was not a, a hierarchy of I'm better, I'm higher, you're lower. So a lot of times when you're listening to people and they feed the ego part of you that, you know, wants to cut people off, you just want to be mindful of where that is actually coming from. Because I hear it a lot. I hear everybody saying how they're, you know, in 20, you know, in 2022, like their cutoff game is going to be so strong. This is what I'm going to do. Watch the place where your woundedness and where your trauma makes those decisions for you. Because when you come from a healthy place, you can make healthy assessments and you can say, you know what, this is no longer in service to me, nor am I no longer in service to this. And you can see more than your side of things, right? But everybody is like, you know, my, I'm, I'm about to, you know, I'm about to block, I'm about to cancel, I'm about to cut off. And so we kind of take pride in this sense of cutting people off. And I'm telling you, a lot of quote unquote influencers and experts, they help perpetuate this sense of trauma and woundedness. And nobody is really healing. Nobody is really developing the skill set to make conscious choices and decisions about relationships or situations or things like that that don't work. Now, the thing that I find the funniest is that, and I'm including myself in this because I was a, a real, um, an expert cutter offer, right? I, it was, it, my cutoff game was real strong, like a light switch. When I was done, I was done and I wouldn't think about it, right? But also my attachment style is avoidant and that was also coming from a wounded place, right? But now, coming from a place of more maturity and more growth, I can make assessments and say, okay, this doesn't feel congruent to where I'd like to go or to who I'm becoming. And so let me make an adjustment. The adjustment is not always cutting the person off. Sometimes the adjustment is making... Um, making an adjustment in how I'm showing up and in how I'm dealing with this person, the access that the person may have to me, but it doesn't always mean completely cutting people off. So that is one of the things that I've learned because a lot of times we can re-traumatize people when we cut people off. And I learned as well, like you can leave a situation, you can leave a person, you can leave without abandoning but when you're filled with hurt and trauma and you just want to, you know, you you just want to cut, those are things that we're not mindful of. And I've hurt many people before I had that level of awareness and that level of maturity. So there's no judgment. It's just an observation. So as you're making assessments and, and life audits and you are envisioning what your 2022 is going to look like and you're looking at all the toxins and the toxic people in your life, Let's look at ourselves and see how might we be showing up in a toxic way to somebody else's life? How might we could be contributing bullshit to somebody else's life 
and not just look at, be the victims and look at what other people are doing to us, right? Because if relationships are symbiotic, if relationships should be reciprocal, as everybody is saying, right, then let's look at our part in relationships as well. How can we show up better in relationships? How can we be a better friend, a better partner, a better mother, a better whatever? How how can we take stock of how it is that we're showing up in relationships and showing up in life? You know, the, the whole one-sided thing, when I hear it, I'm just like, okay, this is going to feed the ego and it's going to keep people going through the same relational cycles, thinking that they're really making progress when the only, if you isolate every single problem that you have, every trigger that you have, everybody that treats you, if you isolate them, you don't really develop the ability to deal with it. You've just removed it from your life. Wouldn't it be so much better if you learned how to deal with people and you develop this the relational skills to deal with this with situations and circumstances that quote unquote don't serve you? I am not at any let me let me just clarify. I am not in any way saying if you are in a situation that is abusive or in a situation that is, you know, just incredibly toxic that you don't leave it or you don't have the right to leave it. That is not what I'm saying. So please don't hear me saying that. But what I am saying is that I also believe that as you grow and mature, that there's a better way. Sometimes instead of having difficult conversations, we choose to leave. We choose to start over because we don't have the courage to say, hey, this hurt me or to ask for what it is that we actually desire or need. And so we will just cut somebody off and we will just leave a relationship and move on to the next thing. And all I'm saying is that we're not really growing. We're not really developing. We're just moving from thing to thing, new thing to new thing, the dopamine fix and hit of having a new situation, a new job, a new boo, a new man, a new girl, a new this, and just recycling the same old bullshit over and over and over again. Probably why... New Year's and new resol- New Year's and New Year's resolution and the date changing, they don't really mean a lot to me because not much has changed in me from 2021 to 2022. I'm just a realist, right? I'm just a realist. And, and that being said, all of this is leading to growth is the biggest thing that you can give yourself. I had another podcast, Grow the F Up. Go listen to that if you haven't. But growth is actually the biggest thing that you can give yourself. I'm telling you, everybody is grinding and I'm growing. Y'all keep grinding and I'm going to keep growing because I understand that for what my vision is, what the vision is for my life, there's more growth that is required of me so that that vision is sustained. And so that is my question to God. Where do I need to grow? Where do I need to grow? I'm always growing, but where do I need to continue to grow? Because as I grow, my capacity to hold the vision is expanded. So sometimes we're praying and crying and and punching the air and mad at God because we haven't seen things happen. And a lot of us, it's a maturation process that needs to happen so that we are mature enough to actually handle what it is that we're asking for, right? A, A lot of it, that's that's what happens. I said it before, you can manifest, but can you maintain? And a lot of us cannot. A lot of us don't have the integrity. A lot of us don't have the character. A lot of us don't have the discipline, the self-discipline to maintain and sustain the very things that we're asking and praying for. I've been looking at that in my own life. I have certain routines and in certain things, I'm very disciplined. And in certain things, not so much. Guess what? 
that's an opportunity for growth for me. I don't need my coach to tell me that. That's that level of awareness where I can see it and I say, okay, is this congruent? Is what I'm doing right here congruent and aligned with what it is that I say that I want to see? It is not. Okay, so how can I show up differently? That's just me and me because your battle is always going to be between you and you. It's always going to be the version of you that you think you are and the version of you that you really are. The version of you that you could be and the version of you that you really are. There's always going to be those little gaps in there. And so filling those gaps through growth is going to be the best gift that you can ever give yourself. So y'all keep on grinding out there and I'm going to grow. And I guarantee you that as my capacity to hold more expands and as my quote unquote territory enlarges mentally, spiritually, emotionally, the vision will continue to materialize in my life because I can hold it. Listen, I'm not in a hurry. I used to have this sense of feeling like I was so far behind. I'm so far behind. And then I was, I felt like I'm rushing and rushing and playing catch up. And so by doing that, I was making just like um, unnecessary mistakes and making really just just bad decisions because I feel like I'm playing catch up. But now I'm just like, I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm exactly where I need to be. It's going to materialize exactly when it needs to materialize. I'll get there exactly when I need to. And rather than the construct of time as we know it, I was like, you know, I'm moving in divine timing. And so I'm going to be where I need to be, when I need to be there in front of who I need to be in front of. The clients for me will be positioned in front of me exactly when we need to meet. I'm moving in divine timing. So, you know, there's, 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 in the Bible, it speaks about chronos time, like chronological time, and like kairos time, which is like the, the now time, like, you know, prophetic time. And so I would much rather move on divine timing. And so from a calendar standpoint, man, it looks like it's all off from a, a calendar standpoint. If we just look at chronological time on a calendar, my, my life just doesn't line up to that. But I know within myself and within my spirit that I'm moving on divine timing. And so that goes back to what I was saying before about if you can grab hold of the vision for your life, the divine vision for your life, get that, get the divine timing for that vision. Move, you know how people say Godspeed, move with Godspeed. Maybe you need to speed up, maybe you need to slow down. I don't really know, but external factors and voices should not be dictating to you how you need to be moving and navigating through your life through a vision that has been imprinted in your heart by God. And a lot of people the, the saddest part for me is when I talk to so many people, they're brilliant, you know, and they have so much skill, so much talent, and they have no idea what it is that they're put here to do. Almost 50 years of age and have no clue about what it is that they're put here to do. That is the saddest thing. When I say sad, not calling them sad, it makes my heart sad that people can wake up every single day without a sense of being tied to a greater a greater purpose. Like when I get up out of the bed, I know that I'm not just getting out of the bed for me, that my life is in service, not just to my clients, but in service to something that is so much bigger than me, a divine vision that is so much bigger than me. I don't know how people live without that, but I can tell you how we have been allured into to living without that through social media, through all of these other things that tell us this is who we need to be. 
And, and so we're trying to follow trends and influencers and experts, and, and you are going nowhere fast in many instances because that's not your path. It takes heart. It takes courage. It takes fortitude. It takes resolve. If you want to make a New Year's resolution, resolve to tap in, to tap into your spirit and see what it is that you've been given to do, your unique contribution in the world, and do that and resolve that you will dig your heels in and do that. So my vision and what's happening in my life is not yours, right? And vice versa. So the moment I look at you, if I'm doing anything other than admiring you or using things that I see as as, uh, opportunities for growth, I'm off. Because if I'm looking at you and I'm comparing myself to you, I'm in a lane that is not mine. I'm in a vision that has absolutely nothing to do with me. And that's how we get so twisted looking at somebody else who might be doing the same quote unquote thing and you want to go and replicate the thing that they're doing instead of finding your own unique contribution, your unique way of being. Nobody is going to be better at you than being you, but it's fucked up when you don't know who you are. Nobody can replicate you and you, you, because you don't even know who you are. That's fucked up when you just have no sense of identity, right? That's how we get drawn away into so many soul sucking things that can pull us completely off kilter because we didn't have an anchor in the first place. We didn't know who we were to begin with. Man, if I had a prayer for anybody, it would be to tap in to who you are for real, to unlearn who you are not, to unlearn the conditioning. Because, you know, just about everything that we've been taught about who we are is a lie. But to unlearn that and to remember who you are. So, you know, when I when I think about this, this is why, yeah, if I didn't tell y'all this in all these other podcasts, this is something that you will know about me. I will listen to the voice of my spirit over anything and anybody. And I will allow that to be my guiding light over my mind and over anything else. Every time I do it, it's like another clue to the fulfillment of the vision for my life. So I can really spend my time racking my brain about goals and all of that, or I can tap in. Case in point, the other, what was it? Maybe three nights ago? Maybe three nights ago, I don't. I've, I woke up, And then I went back to sleep and I had a really vivid and profound dream. And in that dream, I was given some instructions and I I woke up and it was so vivid and it was so profound. And I was like, okay, so this is something that I am to do. I didn't go saying, well, wait, well, why, well, how, well, how is this tied to? You know, my, my, my questioning mind wanted to do that and for a little while, but I was like, okay, This instruction, I know that this is a divine instruction and this is another piece of the puzzle. And the way that I got it is because I'm open enough to receive it and I'm open enough to recognize it. Some of us are so filled with other people's thoughts, with other people's information, that we cannot even discern and detect the voice of God above any of the other stuff that we're filled with. And so I have honed the ability to hear the voice of my spirit. And I am going to follow that above everything. So this instruction, guess what? 
I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know the fullness of it. I don't need to know the fullness of it. All you ever need to do is take the next step. And so here's the thing. On another podcast, at the end of the year, I made a decision to creatively disrupt my own life. I freed up a whole, whole, whole lot of my time and I took income loss by doing so but I freed that up because I felt like it was time for me to move my trajectory. I felt I felt it, that it was shifting. And so I said, I am not going to take this freed up time and try and fill it up and fill it up and fill it up with clients and things and that. Uh-uh. I'm going to work with these clients that I have and I'm going to be still and I'm going to be open. And guess what? I got this divine download on here's an instruction. You see, you see how that works? And so I'm going to follow that instruction and and see what happens until I get another one. So you can really live a led life in spite of what it looks like to other people. My life is really lived from the inside out. I know when I get too far out there. I know when I feel like I'm veering too far away from my spirit and like a magnet, I'm coming back because me and my guy, God, guess what? We got a, th- we got a thing going on. I'm, I'm not nearly religious, but me and my guy, God, I don't, I don't, I don't play about that. Right. And so I'm going to take this thing and I'm going to be like, okay, well, this, this must be the next piece to this puzzle. And so all I am saying is your vision for your life will change your life. My vision for my God's vision, I should say, for my life is not just for me. It's for my family. It's for generations. It's for so much bigger than just me. But it requires me to co-create by following this divine instruction. And so if I could encourage you guys to do anything, you know, with your new year, you may have resolutions, you may have goals. Are those just like vanity goals? Are they things that are really going to move the needle in your life for real? Like, are they going to move the needle so that you really show up in a way so that you know, like, you know what, I'm I'm living in purpose. When you are living in a sense of purpose, when you are doing what you have been put here to do, it looks like work to other people, but it's really like play. Like, I literally, I, I promise to God, I play all day. I play with my clients and I take them so seriously in their work because I know that the work that I'm doing is work that I am put here to do. I know with my whole heart and soul that it's what I'm meant to do. And so it might look like I work hard to other people, but it, and I do deal with a, a shit ton of challenges but I also play with it because I'm doing what I meant to do. And so it fits like a piece in a puzzle. You can't tell me anything differently. And so if you don't have that experience in your life, man, I, I can't tell you what to want, but I selfishly want that for you. I selfishly want you to feel a, such a sense of richness and fulfillment that like, man, I'm doing the thing that I was meant to do. And whether you do it for work whether you do it as a passion project, I don't really care how it is that you do it, but tap into the divine and and just like, man, there is just such a difference when God's, when when you co-create with God, when you know that God is with you doing something versus some shit that you just concoct on your own. I, I can tell the difference when I'm doing something that is God-inspired and God-breathed 
And when this is just like Letitia that's just decided that she's doing something, it, it is not nearly the same. And so I want to live here. So I would invite you to tap into your spirit and get God's blueprint for you, God's vision, if you don't already have that. Because that's the thing that's going to move the needle. That's the thing that's going to break those generational curses that you keep praying and crying about. That's the thing that's going to change the, the the dynamics of your family, you know, for generations, the financial dynamics, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional is when you tap into God's plan because it's so much bigger than just the here and the now. So I just invite you to consider that. And as I always say to you guys, thank you for being with me. Thank you for holding space. Thank you for allowing me, you know, to just share with you and to to speak things to you. Um, And I just pray that you tap in and uh, let's see what happens. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. 